Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented cat, C-A-T, counting her chickens before they hatch. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. Uh, today we have two shout-outs. One is DeLonga, Georgia. DeLonga is known for its vineyards, and DeLonga comes from the word Cherokee, meaning gold or yellow, because I think there was a gold rush there at some time. Our other town is Elba, Alabama. Elba is known as the city of flowing wells, because at one point in time it had 150 natural flowing wells there in the city limits. Giving y'all a big cheer. Okay, as you should know by now, alcohol is always present here on the back porch. Alcohol is bad. All right. I mean, not to brag, but I don't need alcohol to make bad decisions. Oh, jeez. Today, the decision was easy. It's hot out here on the back porch, and um, I'm having a Bud Light. Or am I? And then I'm going to have five more. I'm having a Bud Light in honor of Kid Rock, Travis Tritt, and Uncle Ted, because we all know Ted Nugent. He is special. And John Rich. And you ask, who is John Rich? He is nobody. Cat, what you got? I'm the other half of that coin. I am celebrating Pride this month. It's June. It's Pride Month. And in celebrating that, I brought out the Pink Flamingo Cocktail, and honor John Waters and the ultimate drag queen, Divine. All right. We weren't going to get political on this podcast, so we'll take all that back. Today we asked the question, to Bitcoin or not to Bitcoin? That is the question. Now, the Bitcoin was created by a programmer or a group of programmers using the name Satachi. Nakamoto. And actually, to this day, nobody even knows who the creator of Bitcoin is. Well, it sounds like one of those little games we got when we were little kids with the thumbs, Takamoto's. Ooh, and as of this minute, one Bitcoin is worth 27272 U.S. dollars. I thought it was worth like $27. In the, incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah. And I want to say about 10 years ago, Stew to work, he comes up to me, he goes, uh, Steve, there's this cryptocurrency that's going to make people tons of money. So you better get on board. Well, I didn't. I mean, I thought the dude was crazy. But, I mean, now Bitcoin, it is a major player. Uh, if you want to get into the Bitcoin game, it's really not that hard. As long as you have a lot of expendable cash and don't mind losing it, um, the first step is to join a Bitcoin exchange. There's uh, Coinbase, Binance, oh, that's a clever name, Gemini. Hell, there's one called Kraken. Okay, you just give one of these companies a ringy ding. Kraken, dingy, open your wallet. And uh, they'll assist you getting your, you know, getting started in the world of Bitcoin. Then the next step is to get a Bitcoin wallet. That's getting exciting now. 
Now you can get a hot wallet if you're just like a small time player. Or you can get a cold wallet if you have a whole stack of Bitcoins. Then next, you connect your wallet to your bank account. And that's where it gets dodgy. Dodgy. Okay. okay. Then you place your Bitcoin order. Yes, um, I like seven Bitcoins and a large fry and a cheer wine. Because <laughs> cheer wine is the best. Now, after these four easy steps, all you have to do now is sit in front of your laptop in your underwear and manage your Bitcoin investments. I mean, I'm all giddy now. I don't know about you. I mean, this whole purpose of this particular podcast was to get me to buy some Bitcoin. And right now, it's not looking good. Get a life. Uh, Bitcoin, believe it or not, it launched in 2009. And in its short history so far, there's been a little turbulence going on. That's just a dog out here on the back porch chewing on a bone or something. There's been several booms, several bus cycles. Now, one bus cycle I'm sure some of you have heard of was the FTX debacle. Now, FTX stands for Futures Exchange. And it also stands for you got duped. This this frizzy-haired punk, dude, go buy a comb or put a hat on or something. Sam Bankman Freed, is that his name? Correct. All right. This weird-looking dude and his equally weird-looking girlfriend, Caroline Allison, if you didn't see these two in the news, they were basically running a Ponzi scheme. That's what I'm going to call it. We'll see what the judge calls it. You take some money from here, put it over there. Take some money from over there, put it over here. FTX was only in business for four years, and then it all went to hell in a handbasket. Here's what I can't figure out. How in the hell did some of these celebrities put hundreds of thousands of dollars into a company that handles cryptocurrency and it had a very, very short resume. Does, I, I don't understand that. FTX was basically a bunch of... It was of a cool tr- thing to do. It was it's like cool. a bunch of 20-year-olds. It's like sales, salesmen. They sell you on the idea that this is going to make you even more money. I mean, FTX, basically a bunch of 20-year-old computer geeks. And let's be real. The whole Bitcoin thing was created by a bunch of computer geeks. And they were based out of a basically a frat house in the Bahamas. I mean, of course they were. I mean, who doesn't want to work out of the Bahamas? I mean, again, how the hell did Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Robert Kraft, that piece of shit owner of the New England Patriots, now that man's a pe- right. he's a freaking piece of garbage, should be in jail anyway. Um, and here's the one that I really didn't get was Larry David. I mean, what the fuck was he thinking about? They're all thinking Dude. they're going to make more money and they don't really understand what it was to start with. Larry David, if you don't know who he is, he's been in the movie TV biz forever, had um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was good for a while. The last round sucked. And um, 
He did a freaking Super Bowl commercial for the for, for this dumb shit. I don't. I don't know. I don't. It understand. was weird. He was like the guy. Oh, that you know everything that you know. Oh, electricity. That's not going to happen. That was part of the commercial. Well, guess what? You did crypto, and oh, that really wasn't going to happen, was it? I, I don't know. I mean, who would give Sam Bankman Freed and his FTX losers one thin dime? Now, Samo, he, he's wearing a jumpsuit now and about to get ready to do 12 in the hole. And even more bizarre is that FTX was allowed to sponsor major sports teams. I mean, how stupid did the Miami Heat look with FTX on the front of their basketball arena? Yikes. Oh, and by the way, they're almost one, they're like one win away from going to the NBA championship. <sighs> Major League Baseball, another professional sports league that got duped. Okay, supposedly FTX was was advertised on the umpires' uniforms. Oh my lord! <laughs> Check this out. FTX held talks with Taylor Swifties people in 2021 about some kind of hundred million dollar sponsorship deal, but it didn't happen. Damn. She might be smarter I than mean, we think. How cool would that have been to pair the biggest sham in the history of music, Taylor Swifty, and the FTX, the biggest sham so far in the history of Bitcoin? Oh, to me, that was a match made in heaven. Too bad it didn't go down. Now, FTX, they're not the only criminals involved in this Bitcoin. Again, the purpose of this particular podcast is to get me on board. But so far, it's not looking good. I mean, there's like 20,000 different cryptocurrencies. Yep. I mean, here's some more losers, if you want, uh, criminals that got in trouble with the Bitcoin. You had Celsius, Genesis, Global Capital, BlockFi, Voyager, Terra. They, 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 all, they do sound like video games. I mean, are they all just end up being Ponzi schemes? I, I don't know. They're... They're in trouble, but it, but in this case, the the lose it is real. Okay, this is not a game. Bitcoin is really, to me, it's another form of gambling, and uh, I do know a little bit about gambling, <laughs> and it it is a losing game. Just uh, just ask Ben Affleck. But if you have money to play with, go for it. Okay, Bitcoin away. Um. When, when I can take a Bitcoin into the liquor store and get a bottle of bourbon, <laughs> I'll join in on this shit. But, but right now, it's take a it, no. Take it to the racetrack. You know, it, See, here's my point on this. I mean, say, what do the, crimin- the real criminals in the world use for money? A dollar, yo. A U.S. dollar is what, you know. That's what you see that's going back to Mexico, you know. That's a strong currency. Why would you gamble on, you know, this thing's going to be worth so much money? It's just nothing but gambling. Well, I looked up, you know, people who had made money on it. Uh And it was all dodgy as shit. It was like some dude in Italy had bought a Ferrari, like so. And some other guy had... uh, 
I don't know, got his up to one point two million and bought a house on the beach. What did he do? Well, I mean, I mean usually are you fucking, it's like, like they'll they're bringing here's this new one. Oh, it's great, 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 and they get so much money and then they fold or the the value just shoots down. Right. I mean, I I don't know. It, it's strange. I'm gonna stay away from it, but we'll see where it goes. Um, it, kind of rolling off of that. It's another strange creation that has popped up on the World Wide Web. Not just popped up. It's been going on for... It's digital art, which is really nothing new. Like I said, computer graphics has been around for several decades. But digital art, it's kind of blown up the last couple of years. Hell, uh, Christie's and what's the other one? Sotheby's. Sotheby's, yeah. They're, they're, they've gotten involved in it. Uh to call it art, to me, it's a bit sketch. Um, nobody's painting on a canvas. Nobody's sculpting. You physically cannot touch it. We're not taking raw materials and making something great, which is what I call art. It's more clicking and dragging with a mouse and calling it art. Now, some of it is pretty cool looking, but as Kat said, you can't put your hand on it. You know, I don't know. I guess you can print it out. I don't know. What do you buy one and then get your friends over? Let's all go let's, look at my let's laptop. Let's look at my laptop. I don't know. Go to Michael's and we'll print it out and get a frame for it. I, I don't know. There's there's several digital tools that can be used. Uh, digital painting, computer generated, used imagery. Some of it's in 2D, 3D. Like I said, I looked at some of it. It's pretty. Some of it's pretty cool. But, um... You know, are you really going to drop major bucks on this thing? I, I I don't know. People are doing it. But digital art, Bitcoin, like two creations of the World Wide Web, just waiting to take your money. It's a big no thanks for two old guys on the back porch right now. If you want to take a go at it, good luck. All right, we're going to roll right into... One tough, awesome lady. Boom. This week, it's Liz Murray, 42 years young, from New York City. Born in the Bronx. Now, check this story out now. Liz Murray's parents, both addicted to drugs. This was like the late 80s, early 90s. Living conditions, very unclean. They also Liz, had HIV. It was ugly. Liz was like eating ice cubes just to have something to eat. At age nine, I just said nine, she's working at a gas station, a grocery store, just to get a couple coins for food. Got no family structure. Parents then split up. They got evicted. She ended up in a group home at age 15, attended a high school in Manhattan, graduated in two years with a 95 average, did Liz Murray, got a scholarship through the New York Times for needy students, and goes on to get her BS and her master's in psychology. Liz Murray is the co-founder of the Arthur Project which is a youth mentoring project. Just She's an inspirational speaker. She wrote a bestseller. 
it, it's a bestseller, not here, but in 12 countries. Okay, wrote, wrote a book about her life. I mean, this lady had the worst start in life that you can have, and she turned it around and made something out of her life because she's a fighter. I love it. Lifetime did a movie, movie right. called Homeless to Harvard, and that makes Liz Murray one tough, awesome lady. Cat, what we watch? Um, during Mother's Day, I got time to actually watch something, a movie, and I watched Air, directed by the award-winning director Ben Affleck. Ooh. Air reveals the unbelievable life-changing partnership between rookie Michael Jordan and Nike's fledgling basketball division, which revolutionized sports and contemporary culture, also known as Air Jordan brand. And it was, you know... It was pretty good. It was okay. I watched some of it with you. It was all right. You've got to remember, back then, I played basketball in the 80s. And, you know, I had like a pair of Nike basketball shoes, and it was nothing to it. It was just like a regular basketball shoe made with a blue swoosh on it. You know, nobody was claiming, hey, you know. And they were given like so much money to go find the new prospects who who was going to what team, who was going to be the rookie that you really wanted to have that was going to the NBA. They were given like $28,000. Well, it was a fight against Adidas and Puma and Converse. It was was shoe wars going on. Right. Anyway, and the guy who was Matt Damon plays decides, oh, you know, we're just going to take all this money and we're going to put it on Jordan. Because we really need him. He's going to be the guy. And he turned out to be the baddest man on the planet. Right. You know, people would see that as a gamble, but it worked out. Yeah. And in the negotiations, I think it was Michael's mom. Mom pulled very, the strings. She was very involved and let Nike know that um, not only are we going to take cash up front and cash down the road, but for every pair of Air Jordans sold, Mikey's going to get a cut. At first, they laughed. Like, oh, really? And uh, we're dead serious. And guess what? Mikey's had bank ever since. Still getting a cut. And mom has put some of that money into charities there in Chicago also. So I I liked it. I thought it was a good watch. Yeah. Everybody in it was good except for Ben Affleck. He was horrible. Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, I thought did a really good job. He did. I like Chris Tucker. I want to hang out. Viola with Davis did a great I job. I want to go as, to the casino. The mom. Yes, it was. It, it was okay. I give it an okay. It was better than okay. And it was called Air. And we can see it where on Prime. Prime. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get the party started. Party started. Shots. Wow, this is a fave of many across the land. You know it well. It's called the Lemon Drop. Little history from Steve. Maybe not. Here, I'll add that in. Wow. Norman J. Hobday (laughs) created this shot back in the 70s. In 2006... Oprah Winbag, I mean, Oprah Winfrey, now, now, famously, s- famously served the lemon drop 
to Rachel Ray on her show. What happened to Rachel? Is she okay? Mm. The Lemon Drop, a very popular shot with the old broads. Cougar Night. Well, well, I'm going to back this up, okay? This is back when there was a fern bar, right? In the 60s where women all of a sudden showed back up to be, you know. In the the bars. We weren't really welcome there before. So, you know, you put little lemony, fruity, sweet. It was a hit. It was a hit with the gals. Right. This one is a shaker. The lemon drop can be served as a cocktail or a shooter. Cats made us a couple shot skis tonight in your shaker filled with ice. Shot of vodka. Quarter shot of triple sec. Half shot of lemon juice. And a half shot of simple syrup. Shake the shit out of it, and bam, you got the lemon drop. All right, we're going to give it a go. See if it's a little too sweet like I think it's going to be. I don't think so. I've had one, but it was probably 100 years ago. Whew. We got any more? <laughs> Did you fill the shaker? I That's filled the thing. shaker with my half. Oh, The good thing with these shots, double up the uh, recipes, triple up. And you can just keep pouring shots. They're chilling in the ice. It's a great idea. Pretty good. Thank you, Kat. You're welcome. I think the lemon drop is a keeper. All right, today, they've been blowing it up lately. I'm sure you've heard of them. If you're a female, late teens, early 20s, it's Boy Genius. Boy Genius. We bumpered in with a song called Not Strong Enough. It's really good. Uh, Boy Genius formed in 2018. I think you can call them a super group, right? Super group. Julian Baker. Phoebe Bridgers. Everybody knows Phoebe. Lucy Dacus. We'll get to her later. Three, they're three great artists, right, in their own world. Um, and now they come together to form Boy Genius. Now, we got the Boy Genius name. Uh, Bridgers said in a Vogue interview... Men taught me to be entitled to space and their ideas should be heard because they're great ideas and women are taught the opposite. We picked Boy Genius as someone whose whole life has been told they have great ideas. Women are told the opposite and it has been just, you know, a stick it to it. Yeah, I'm a Boy Genius. Look, those three coming up through the ranks, they probably played in bands with Stinky Boys. Stinky they Boys, you thought their ideas sucked. Boys. They, they were in the studio. The producer guy said, don't do this, change that. So these three, you know, coming up, and they're still young, had to put up with some dodgy males. And and now... The they, patriarchy. They own, we hate the patriarchy. They got their own clout now. They don't have to listen to anybody. It, it was clever. Okay. They, uh, check this. they recorded an EP at the Sound City Studios in L.A. If you... Did good music. You've heard me talk about this documentary before called Sound City. It's pretty freaking awesome. Check it out. So, yeah, they recorded there. Uh, Boy Genius released their album at the beginning of this year called The Record, which is also very clever. When you buy the vinyl and it's just on the cover, it says The Record. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good. Here on the, old ba- on the back porch, um, you know, they are young, but we, we we like it. We dig it. 
it's we're all, still all cool cats, it's right? It's almost like the cool they're stuff. a little too too worldly for their age, is what I see. Nothing but luck and love for them. Now, we have to throw this out here. Lucy Dacus in Boy Genius, who's also a great solo artist, is from Mechanicsville, Virginia, which is like 25 minutes from where we're sitting. And I love her I story. I think she hangs out in Seville, Charlottesville. Okay. She was adopted. Okay. How about that? Adopted mother is a professional pianist, music teacher. And did she teach her daughter well? I think so. And Kat, you'll love this. Lukey Dacus worked at Richmond Camera. <laughs> How about My that? old employer. And I love the name Lucy. She's recorded uh, three albums herself with many more to come. You go, girl. Check out Boy Genius wherever you get your music. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. We will see y'all down the road. See ya. I am not strong enough to be.